Mesdames et Messieurs, écoutez bien. Welcome to Fashion Mode with Charles Daniel MacDonald on World Radio Paris and Monaco. Brought to you in association with Force Magazine. Bonjour and welcome to Fashion Mode. This is a primetime fashion show for World Radio France, brought to you in association with Force Magazine. I'm Charles Daniel MacDonald and I'll be hosting the show exclusively for the WRP Network. Coming up in today's show, I'll be taking a look at the shocking and highly sophisticated increase in organised retail crime within the luxury sector. From smash and grab to identity fraud and card cloning to exact replicas. In the middle of the night in early November, amidst the twinkling of Christmas lights strung across the road in London's Regent Street, thieves on mopeds made their way to the Canada Goose store, which had officially opened just a few days before. Equipped with sledgehammers, they smashed through the windows and threatened security guards before making up with merchandise worth thousands of pounds. From beginning to end, the entire theft was carried out within two minutes. Organised robberies like this one are becoming more frequent in the luxury sector. Violent retail crimes in the US increased by 4.1% this year and designer apparel and handbags were the biggest categories hit. According to the National Retail Federation, as they have high resale value and can easily be turned into cash online, the Organised Crime Survey showed the NRF state that 94.6% of all retailers surveyed claim to have been victims of organised crime in the last 12 months, each reporting losses of up to $1 billion in sales volumes. In the month of November in London alone, nighttime smash and grab thefts are targeted not just at Canada Goose, but also Apple, Mappin and Webb and Louis Vuitton. Last month, in the US, Thieves made away with $11,000 of underwear from a Victoria's Secret store in Illinois, while Louis Vuitton lost $150,000 of merchandise in one raid alone in Ohio. Earlier, back in June, robbers in Stockholm drove a tractor through the windows of the Chanel store. Besides the obvious loss of stolen goods, robberies can wind up costing retailers and lost customers especially when gangs can clear out a store's entire inventory of a product. It may lead to the loss of customers who can purchase that particular item from somewhere else, said Paul Finanka, Group Store Director at Harvey Nichols. Smash and grabs, which usually take place after hours, are harder and more dangerous to defend against the traditional shoplifters. More than a quarter of retailers surveyed by the NPD stated that these organised grams were exhibiting more violent and aggressive behaviour than back in 2021. This is raising the question as how can stores equip themselves to deal with thieves armed with machetes, shotguns and knives? Way back in 2014, cult Parisian concept store Colette was targeted by masked gunmen who ran off with more than $600,000 worth of merchandise in broad daylight. As Colette found, traditional security measures, a security guard, CCTV and electronic tags, are no longer a deterrent for gangs. That sort of security system only works for the personal shoplifter, said Roberta Monaca, 
RNF's personal vice president of loss prevention. However, organised crimes are now prepared for this and often wear helmets and masks which hide their identity. For years, the bad guys have been using technology against us, so it's time for us to stand up and use technology against them. Equally, designer Weibo's also don't want to resort to security tactics that could damage a customer experience and brand perception. A customer who maybe wants to spend upwards of $1,000 on a Louis Vuitton handbag doesn't want to look at it from behind a glass screen. And so, luxury stores need to find ways of increasing security and increasing it discreetly. Shutterproof glass is one way to reduce the threat of such thefts, and scientists at Minneapolis-based company 3M have developed an invisible layer to reinforce store windows. It's so durable that it can withstand a bomb blast. It can't really be penetrated, and you can hit it with literally anything, quoted Christopher McGourtney, founder of the National Anti-Organised Retail Crime Association a private company headed by the former corporate investigator that links retailers with security affiliates. We need to look at technologies like this and find a solution to the problem, rather than moving on when a store has been hut, as if nothing at all has happened. an expensive measure, price range upwards of $180 per square metre foot of film for commercial windows could prove cost-effective if it prevented further smash-and-grab robberies. Additionally, the 3M security window films provide heat injection that reduces the need for air conditioning. The company estimates a potential payback on energy costs could be seen in as little as three years. Department store Harvey Nichols' last smash and grab raid saw a gang of thieves make off with tens of thousands of luxury pounds in jewellery, from the Gerard Boutique in the early morning hours. The store has since installed electronic key-operated metal shutters, which guards windows overnight. We've definitely seen an increase in organised crime since, said Fianza, and the shutters are conspicuous. However, this may well go to deter luxury brands, from installing them despite their complete effectiveness. Luxury brands often return goods to stores in exchange for credit, and the NRF reported this in its survey that 11% of annual returns are fraudulent, and of that 11%, 68.3% were stolen merchandise. Luxury houses like Burberry, Moncler and Ferragamo already use radio frequency identification RFID chips, these cost around 15 cents each, and they're also a means of tracking inventory and preventing counterfeits. The chips store geographical data, while also allowing customers to verify their purchases are authentic. Not only does this save retail time on manually taking inventories, but the RFID technology could also help both cashiers and the police force distinguish stolen merchandise. The data would flag the garment has never been bought, 
and chips can also operate as a security tag, setting off an alarm if it was removed or returned to the store without a prior purchase. However, the police can't keep chasing these guys because there's just too many of them. It's not just the merchandise these gangs are stealing. They also hack computer systems to steal customer data and create clone cards to stop shops in store. So if a product was purchased using a stolen card, RFID can determine when and where the transaction took place so the police can get the security videos. For years, the bad guys have been using technology against us, so it's time for us to stand up and use technology against them. PageMark, a Washington-based company, offers a similar technology via QR codes that operates on a patented system that a company insists cannot be hacked for a fraction of the cost of RFID. The issue with these tags are, like a care label, they can be snipped out. But researchers at Nottingham Trent University have found a way of wearing microchips into the actual threads that can be woven into textiles to make sweaters and shirts. The e-yarns containing RFID tags can be hidden within the structure of a garment and they're actually very difficult to find, said Dr Dorothy Hardy, a scientist in the Advanced Textiles Research Group at Nottingham Trent University. If found, removal might result in the partial destruction of the garment, which would make it useless to a thief. Short, thin copper strands, which cost a few pence, may be bought in bulk, and are sealed inside micro-resin pods that are embedded within the yarn fibres, acting as an antennae. The research team are currently in discussion with proposals to make the project commercial. Retailers in the hardest-hit areas could look to tackle the problem by partnering together, like those on Bond Street have done. Brands on the street will work closer with the new West End company to trial new security measures. Details of these they won't disclose. We are monitoring smash and grab incidents carefully, said Joyce Tacanel, chief executive of the NWEC. With this particular increase, especially on the run-up to Christmas, it's crucial for businesses and public services to work together to tackle and ensure our district remains safe for visitors, employees and residents alike. Morgurtney also suggested that Transport for London looks to implement systems such as automated licence plate readers used by many shopping malls in the US. Licence plate readers can determine what cars are at a specific mall and what cars are going in or out, so if there's an incident, they can track back to law enforcement. And could they put bollards up along the pavements outside the stores so these mopeds and cars can target them? Well, referring to prestigious streets in Mayfair and Knightsbridge, the police can't keep chasing these guys because there's far too many of them. It's costing law enforcement so much money and the private sector has to work with the public sector to tighten up controls so the bad guys can't manipulate these systems. Not only do retailers need to invest in the latest security systems, but they also need to look to support tech development labs like those at NTU, as a means of encouraging further advances in the field. It makes sense for luxury and security brands to do this, but it requires ongoing research to stay at the forefront of development technology used by thieves and methods of thwarting theft.
light of recent theft incidents, industry stakeholders are urging lawmakers to pass new laws that would make it easier to prosecute repeat shoplifters. There isn't definitive data that retail crime is on the rise, however. Furthermore, some criminal justice experts say punitive measures will exacerbate racial disparities in the justice system, whilst doing little to defer theft. Others believe that retail shrink or the loss of inventory due to a number of causes including theft is cyclical in nature and the industry has hit its most recent peak. Smashing grabs, theft rings, gangs and brazen daylight robberies. So retail's theft problem seems to be getting worse, at least according to the mountain of headlines claiming so. In Erling's calls, CEOs point to shrink or inventory loss to a number of reasons including thefts as a culprit for slimming profits. Blaming the uptick on time, some retailers have even shuttered locations in once desirable downtown neighbourhoods, for example San Francisco's Union Square area. The data paints a more ambiguous picture however, and in some cities including New York, crime statistics show an increase in shoplifting and store break-ins. But thefts are down in other locales, and there is little reliable nationwide data pointing to a retail crime wave. Still, a growing number of retailers employ private police and lock-up merchandise. Grocers are testing out facial recognition theory to identify thefts. Local officials have governed task forces to tackle the issue and promised tough new anti-shoplifting measures backed by groups, including the National Retail Federation. At least state stakes are considering or recently passed policing that would make it easier to prosecute repeat offenders, according to the organisation. In California this week, Attorney General Rob Benetta unveiled a new partnership between the Justice Department and a more than a dozen retailers, including Target and Amazon. Retailers which pressed to share information to law enforcement regarding thefts and incidents, as well as suspicions of stolen merchandising being listed online. Across in Congress, lawmakers conducted that hearing earlier saw a rise on organised retail crimes during which they heard testimonies from the mother of a Home Depot security guard who was fatally shot trying to stop a robbery. Some criminal justice experts say more punitive measures will exacerbate racial disparities, whilst doing little to defer theft. The situation, in other words, is fluid, and some believe the current state of retail theft is part of a broader cycle. USB analyst Michael Lasser examined mentions of the term shrink in earnings calls between 2005 and 2023, concluding retailers focus on shrink regularly rises and falls, and that the industry may have hit its most recent peak. So, to conclude, is retail theft actually going up? Well, that's a surprisingly difficult question to answer. In the US, there's no comprehensive database on shopping or robbery, and retailers don't report every case of shoplifting to law enforcement. Police don't always pass their details over, making nationwide figures complete. Back across home to Europe, and the NRF's most recent data shows a 4% increase in total thefts to $9.45 billion in 2021. Further leading local tabloids declared in February that everything's a five-finger discount these days, Reports of crime in clothing stores rose from just over 4,000 in 2017 to 5,200 last year. 
There's more of a consensus that thieves are getting better organised and the NRF report found that retailers saw an average of 26.5% increase in organised retail time incidents between 21 and 22. The agency defines ORC as large-scale theft of retail merchandise with the intent to resell the items for financial gain. This is an action typically involving a group of people who steal a large amount of products which are sold through online auction sites, flea markets and other channels. The NRF believes its 2022 survey will show another uptick, said David Johnson, the NRF's Vice President of Asset Protection and Retail Organisations. However, organised retail crime is more of a threat to store employees' safety and the retailer's bottom line than more run-of-the-mill shoplifting, experts concluded. Organised retail crime can look a lot like a heist, according to NRF Johnson, in which the leader identifies merchandise that can be easily resold online and directs the boosters or the thieves on where to go and what to grab. While there is no definitive data that shows organised retail crime in particular has increased in recent years, it's undeniable that in reselling, merchandising is easier than ever, with the advent of e-commerce marketplaces. The problem is not just consumer theft, said Carol Langost, adjunct professor for the University of Cincinnati School of Criminal Justice and veteran retail loss protection executive. These are repeat offenders stealing for resale. So what solution are lawmakers proposing? Well, legislative responses to crime will have profound and lasting effects on the criminal justice system and society at large. The NRF and other industry stakeholders point to the high value thresholds for the goods stolen to be counted as felony theft as a key driver in retail crime. For example, any theft of goods below €2,500 is considered a misdemeanour rather than a felony, which typically results in a prison sentence. Earlier this year, some lawmakers proposed a bill that would lower the felony minimum as a theft to €1,000. This would be a reversal of more of a recent trend in which states have moved to increase their felony threshold rather than lower it. Several years back, between 2000 and 2018, at least 38 states have raised what's considered felony, according to Pew Research. Most of the states did so continue to see a decline in property crime and ransomary rates that began way back in the early 90s. Advocates of criminal justice reforms are critical of more punitive and anti-shoplifting laws proposed by the NRF and others, arguing that harsher penalties are ineffective and will contribute to mass incarceration and exacerbate racial disparities. We have a criminal justice system that's completely overwhelmed with more offenders that we can handle, said Richard Hollinger, Professor Emeritus at the Department of Sociology and Criminology at the University of Florida. The question is, 
Do we want to aggravate or exacerbate a problem by putting non-violent offenders in prisons? Can retailers do to protect themselves? And it can be seen there's not much more than they're already doing. Lockboxes, security guards and facial recognition have not quelled retail theft. And as a safety measure, most store associates are prohibited from intervening in an act of theft. Nonetheless, the tide appears to be turning without any major shifts approach among retailers. The industry may have hit the peak of the shrink cycle, according to UBS analyst Michael Lasser, who published a note on the topic last Thursday. Tracking the mention of the term shrink in earnings transcripts dating back to the 80s. And Lasser and his team have found the average number of times it was mentioned actually peaked in 25 and has not since today reached similar heights. The Informed Consumers Act, which will go into effect later this month, will be another tailwind for retailers grappling with crime. The new federal law requires online marketplaces to verify information about high-volume sellers, disclosures that would bring to light potential counterfeit vendors and other types of illicit sellers. There are periods which shrinks and ebbs, Lasser wrote, and transcripts mention and gross margin deterioration suggest that we are at the peak of the shrink cycle and we would expect shrink to improve moving forward, especially with the advancements in high street and luxury security. you can join me for the next Fashion Mode show where I'll be doing an in-depth investigation into the continuing developments within artificial intelligence in fashion and why the future is bigger than ever. With more details and features to follow, you can catch up with all the fashion news on forcmagazine.com and at Force Magazine on Facebook and Instagram. You can also keep up to date with the latest shows on iTunes and Spotify. Until the next time, keep your fashion mode on.